passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 17th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott. Hope everyone's doing well out there. To start today's podcast, which is a conversation with my friend Steve Wiltfong, the 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, I'm going to steal a few lines from an article we published yesterday about how the world of college football recruiting is existing in a world of uncertainty that is the coronavirus pandemic. Like all of us, recruiting feels up in the air and day-to-day and a bit anxious, so here, here are those lines I'm stealing. The sporting world came to a halt last week as league after league suspended or canceled operations amid the COVID-19 pandemic. College football, which remains months away on the calendar, felt secondary as the world scrambled to address the outbreak of coronavirus. Yet there's one element of college football that never stops, and that's recruiting. But that is until it did Stop. Schools like Michigan and Ohio State began to suspend recruiting operations on Wednesday, March 11th. By Thursday, conferences started to halt on and off campus visits. And then on Friday, the NCAA ordered an official dead period through April 15th, cutting short what is normally referred to as the quiet period on the recruiting calendar, which really isn't all that quiet because it still permits on-campus visits for recruits and transfers. Unquote. Thank you to 24-7 sports writer Chris Hummer for the words there. If you're interested in reading more about that article, you can still find it on the front page of our website. And it's interesting. We had our team of experts reach out to their college football coaching contacts to ask, what's going on? What are you guys going to do? What are you worried about? And The coaches raise issues you probably already thought of, like visits getting canceled or postponed and the need now to ramp up electronic communication. And they also talked about issues that I didn't think about, such as how are they going to get verified numbers from from prospects without camps and without regionals and without track and field. So I wanted to bring in Steve to ask about those conversations that he's been having with college football coaches and recruits because Steve's still talking to however many recruits a day he talks to. It's a lot. He's still breaking news every time you check his Twitter timeline, but you would imagine his job's changing a little bit right now. So so Steve's going to tell us about those conversations. We're going to talk about a few recruits who specifically are changing their timeline, and he's even going to tell us what he would do if he was in charge to level everything out once fall rolls around. So let's bring in Steve. 
All right, Steve, I understand your job's probably been a little bit crazy the last few days. You've had plenty of good scoop, though. Let's just start. Like When you talk to these college coaches, do they have any sort of clarity? Are they asking you what you think about things? Like, Does anyone know anything? Well, I think that a lot of these college coaches are going on spring break themselves or on vacation right now and, and finding out that two more weeks of hiatus in it that they won't be going into the office and just trying to figure out how they're going to fill that time beyond recruiting. Recruiting is something that, that without having kids on campus should still be pretty seamless for them as far as maintaining their relationships with, with kids and, and talking to their top targets regularly. I think it's more, uh, about spring ball and, and their own team that they have questions about right now. I imagine that those spring break plans are probably a little bit up in the air right now, uh, given, given everything that's going on and, you know, the recommendation to keep parties at 10 people or more. So I guess then I'll pivot Steve to the players. Like, do you expect, and it's impossible to know, it's impossible to predict how this is all going to shake out and what we're going to be saying about this in a year or in December, hoping we get there and, and everything's fine. But do you expect the players to slow down on their recruiting process, or do you expect them to speed up on their recruiting process? For a lot of guys, I think it's still status quo. I think for the young men that wanted to commit this spring, they're going to find a way to get that done. And they, a lot of these young men are already leaning one way and, and these visits can reshape that process. And so for a young man like Will Shipley, who I recently crystal balled to Clemson, we'll see if that ultimately comes to fruition or if it's Notre Dame or, or Stanford or what have you, but he could still pull the trigger, the five-star all-purpose back out of North Carolina for Clemson here in the near future where I thought that visits to Notre Dame and, and Stanford uh, could have benefited them in that, in that recruitment. Um, I don't know if they'll get another swing now, uh, but I think that the timetable for a lot of these kids is going to stay the same and, and, and they're going to make their decisions in the moment that they had envisioned themselves. And a lot of these other kids, uh, that we're going to make summer decisions before the senior season, but weren't thinking about a spring decision. Uh, I'm not sure how this will impact those young men going into the fall. No, that's interesting. And we actually brought up Will Shipley on yesterday's podcast, five-star running back. And we talked about how the advantage of being close to home is going to loom large for a lot of schools in the 2021 class, probably. Right? Like you might look back in December or February and you say, okay, this year Ohio State signed less players from Texas. Or this year Clemson signed less players from California. And who knows? Like Clemson's already got commitments from two guys in California. So who knows? But, you know, you would think maybe all of this coronavirus pandemic, all of this leads to a decrease in the national, in, you know, in like a national recruiting tactic. Um, but like when you talk to these kids, Steve, like, do they, I'm just like, I'm trying to like, kind of like gear up. Like what's, do they like, like, do they know what they're going to do? Like, do, do they think this is like something that, like I read your quote with Will Shipley and he was like, once this coronavirus stuff passes, like is Will Shipley concerned about his timeline or is he just kind of like, look, like I'm taking this step by step. 
Well, I think for Will Shipley particularly, he will wait a little while to take to see how long the this mandated dead period is, or hell, if it's even beyond the NCAA mandating something, but the U.S. government uh, doing something with travel. Um, but I think that there will come a point where he'll grow impatient and 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 make a decision. And my crystal ball was Clem- is with Clemson, but theoretically he could still choose choose some other schools. That 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 prediction could be wrong. Um, I, I think that um, prospects right now are thinking that this is only going to be a one one month or a couple week, a few week hindrance, and then it'll be back to good. So I, I think that's the mentality of a lot of these these kids I talk to. Yeah, I, I kind of think that was. And that was my sense a few days ago. So it's kind of interesting. I was reading, obviously I was reading, and you helped contribute to this, the article we had Monday morning on 24-7 Sports by Chris Hummer titled, Now What? Coaches Dish on Dealing with Recruiting Changes. And I know this the assignment was kind of reach out to your best contacts and see how these college coaches are handling not being able to have any visits until April 15th. And I was just wondering, did you have any lingering standout impressions from gathering research for that story well in addition to just you know some of the coaches saying congrats to the programs that started spring ball earlier or were able to just get some of their top targets in sooner uh their the way they set up their visits um fit went in line with with uh getting young men there earlier like for instance notre dame they were trying to line up this monster visit weekend tray in, in March where they were going to bring back former players on the offensive line, like Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey, Ronnie Stanley, and guys like that, uh, Zach Martin, uh, to campus. And, and, and Notre Dame was going to have all their top offensive line recruits on campus at the same time. I mean, uh, the coronavirus impacts that for Notre Dame and, and, and they're in blue chip recruiting battles with, with uh, uh, s- some of these other prominent programs from some of these covered offensive linemen, and maybe a weekend like that uh, would have really helped Notre Dame. And and now it's 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 not available to to them. But but beyond, uh, you're, you know, obviously in hindsight, you're like, oh, I wish we would have had that in February. Now, you know, um, so um, outside of the kudos to programs that scheduled their big weekends earlier. Um, yeah, I had one coach, uh, talk about how this could impact eligibility of transfers and, and guys that, or, or guys that needed a good spring semester to be eligible, uh, for the fall and, and things like that. And I don't, I'm no expert on college eligibility and what they need to do in the classroom to, to be on the field. But it, it was something that I hadn't even thought of before it was mentioned was that this could impact transfers maybe not having all their curriculum done that allows them to transfer right away or or even guys that um you know needed to get some stuff done in the spring to be eligible for the fall perhaps not being able to be eligible so i'm interested to see if there'll be any ripples in that regard no that's interesting you said that and again i like cite yesterday's podcast we talked about trey sermon grad transferring from oklahoma and i don't know like maybe he already has graduated but you start talking about Trey Sermon. Oh, makes so much sense for Ohio state. And you totally forget that like these guys still have to finish class. And sometimes that class runs up all the way through summer ball. I remember South Carolina, it took a long time to get Tavian Feaster, the Clemson running back transfer 
on campus last summer. Steve, I'll send you out with this. If you were Mark Immert, if you were in charge of all of this, if you could mandate like one sweeping recruiting rule for right now, or like a guideline or a principle for right now or the next few weeks or the next few months, like what would you want to see happen? What would you caution everybody about? What would you, what would you think would be the most fair? Well, I think the most fair would be somehow putting someone on the road during the season. Maybe it's off-field recruiting personnel or you can send one of your coaches or whatever from an evaluation standpoint. Like college coaches aren't going to be able to hit the road in the spring to see spring football and evaluate most likely based on you know what we're seeing and hearing out there right now. And so that that was very important for programs to evaluate, see who was a riser, reshape their board and and who they wanted to go all in on and, and push for and recruit. So maybe during the season, um, coaches are allowed to have extra days on the road, or you can have a, a coach just on the road all the time, you know, going around and, and evaluating high school football practices or going to games and, 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 uh, you know, meeting with coaches during the day and allowing programs more, you know, more, more schools they're allowed to hit because there's just rules on how many schools you're allowed to hit. Because I'm still of the belief, Trey, that the early signing period was put in play for young men that had their minds made up and didn't need the extra two months to decide under the old visit structure. So we didn't need to add spring and summer official visits to accommodate the early signing period, in my opinion, because I thought it was originally put in place for the kid that was ready to sign that didn't want more coaches to continue to contact him, or it was put in place for college programs to know who was in the boat for them and they wouldn't have to babysit their recruits anymore. It wasn't put out there to become the main signing day and all right, we're going to have spring and, and summer officials so you can get your uh, um, early signing period stuff in the majority. So I, I don't think we need to restructure uh, when when kids can take visits um, at, at this juncture. So I would, if I was mandating one thing, it would be how can we get college coaches on the road to evaluate and, and, and uh, compare and, and contrast prospects for their own board. All right, that's Steve Wiltfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, we will talk to you again soon, I'm certain of that. Trey, thank you. All right, that is going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, please express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And now, more than ever, we need your content recommendations left in the form of a podcast review. Or you can tweet at us if you want to, too. Just generally, we've got weeks, I hope not months, but at least weeks on our hands to just sort of dish and interview and talk about things in college football that we might not have gotten to talk about on March 17th. So if you have any ideas, I would love to hear it. For Steve Wiltfong, for Connor Tapp, for our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Trey Scott, and we will see you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.
winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.